so that was nice just to you know see other humans because uh, as much as I love kissing the cat um, it's getting a bit boring <laughs> looking at the same two faces all the time I'm sure he feels the same way about me Good morning Vietnam I love the smell of my pub in the morning talking to one of our vendors at work she's living in crystal palace and she was like oh yeah pubs open next month and cinemas and blah 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 and i'm going what are, are we really that far behind is there going to be a case where there might be like life happening just a few hours down the road and we are still like living like vikings well they, they said in england everything is going to be open by the end of june but it's going to be phased okay the same as here and they've, they've just announced obviously that we're going, going to go into the tier system in the end of April probably <laughs> tier... you'll still be in tier four <laughs> well it's probably going to be tier three that we'll be in is that um, good I can't remember what that means again basically it means that the cafes and stuff are open and shops are open and things like that and gyms are going to be open but there's obviously cinemas need to be into tier two oh that's tier two I can never I can't keep up with what's what I'm my yeah. concern is obviously there was a whole bunch of stuff that they said might get released sort of September, October. And like the James Bond team are finally quite confident that they've got a, a date. And I was like, mm -hmm. I swear to God, if I have to drive to Carlisle, I will. I know, I know, that's a bad thing. Well, I mean, all of these like, cinema companies must be like really, really worried because they've had no income for a year, basically a year now. I know they opened up for a, a while during the summer, mm -hmm. but there wasn't really anything mm -hmm. for them to show. So uh, they're, they're, unhinged. That was amazing. That must have taken loads of money. Aye. Uh, well, it was top of the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing when you're a film one of one and there's nothing. Yes, aye. Uh, <laughs> um, in other parts of the world, like in Australia and New Zealand, cinemas are open at the moment. So, and they've got. What are they showing? Mostly local stuff. Uh, yeah, this um, might be the time for like smaller films to shine a wee bit if there's mm -hmm. if there's room in the, the cinemas. Obviously, we'll go into festival chat and all that, but I actually thought that like visitor numbers and stuff this year seemed healthy. There was a, a lot of chat about it on Twitter, I would say more so than usual, and I'm wondering if it's because it's maybe we opened up a wee bit more. You've obviously got the option of watching in your house. I just felt there was a lot more kind of buzz about it, I think. Maybe this will be a, a wee moment for sort of smaller films to, to shine. I don't know. I would hope so, yeah. And there's enough sort of medium-sized films about mm -hmm. that can fill the gap, but I kind of think a lot of stuff will get cinema releases that's already been out for a wee while. They'll have, mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know what they call it, special presentations of mm -hmm. films and stuff like that. And there's still loads of stuff coming out sort of on demand and things like that at the moment, or they're going straight to Amazon or wherever. Yeah. They will get cinema releases in some parts of the world, I would imagine, just to fill well, the screens. I was even wondering if, obviously, some of the Oscar nominations are Netflix releases. I don't know if there's any from Amazon. I just know, obviously, Mank and Marianne's Black Bottom. And I'm wondering if they might get a special cinema release later on. I don't know if Netflix would do that, or it's kind of just uh, that might be something to see. They, they might, yeah. If, I think if, it, if either of the movies actually win, then mm -hmm. they'll probably get a, you know, you may have seen it, but, you know, see it in the big screen kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. 
It does make sense. Nomadland is coming to... Is it Disney Plus? It's Disney Plus, yeah, that's right, yeah. Because it's on Hulu in the States, yeah. Oh, I thought I read that and I was like, is that a mistake? Like, why would that be on Disney Plus? But I keep forgetting that obviously they're kind of adding these sort of like, I don't want to say adult platforms because that makes it sound dodgy, but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, proper, like basically non- like kiddie film stuff it's like yes. you get your gaze anatomy your desperate housewives all of that's so on this stars platform so mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting that they've picked that up actually yeah well star is anything above a 12 rating because all the disney stuff and all the marvel stuff is all geared towards 12 and 12 a ratings no higher than that but basically so they can get the widest possible audience yeah. which yeah. is fine so that's why you don't get an awful lot of like gore and blood and things like that in the the MCU, for instance, or Star Wars or anything, you know. So they, does that they, mean, they very much to code. I does that mean then like because I know they had talked about like the Punisher moving on to Disney Plus. Does that mean they could reboot that? Because I mean it wasn't super violent, but it had yeah. enough people getting their arses kicked. Like do you think that would move on to that platform then and they would oh, definitely, like yeah, it's, it's, it's opened things up for having the more sort of the uh, more adult stuff the they call it adult stuff but it's like 15 rated stuff yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're not going to put 18 rated stuff on a disney channel no matter how broad it is because you know it's all it's all very well having like a bit of violence and a bit of blood but 18 rated stuff is like it's ticking every box so you'll have drug taking you'll have all sorts of like dangly bits on screen and things like that <laughs> <laughs> some, some deal i've said cunt at least once i think you can get away with that in, a, in an 18 so um, yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially judy a... dench she's a dirty bitch when it comes to swearing <laughs> i'm saying that the responsibility of saying yes or no lies squarely with you as does your behavior afterwards you said yes 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 then stop fucking about we're actors when we say yes, we do the bloody job. Judy, if you listen to the podcast, I'm sorry. I know you have the mouth of an angel. No, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I mean, I'm hoping they do get more stuff like that. I mean, Nomadland's a big one. I'd be interested to see what else they could do. I'm obviously a big Punisher fan, so I would love to see that getting a reboot as well. So, yeah, anything they can do like that that's, don't get me wrong, I'll always sit and watch a Disney film, but anything they can offer that's not on Amazon and not on Netflix, but is like good, decent content, well, definitely, it's worth the price. It's only like what five quid a month. Well, the Oscar nominations are confirmed. A post Oscars review of what we think, and because mm-hmm. it's quite well, they're kind of going to town this year because there's loads of people of color being nominated. There's female directors have been nominated. Emerald Fennell loves up for it as well, and I think that I think they said Stephen Yoon is the first Asian actor to ever be nominated in the lead cast. So yeah, it was the first time there's been two female directors nominated. And it's mm-hmm. the first time there's been two Asian directors nominated as well. Yeah, so it's, it's a big one, to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of things there. But the thing with that is there's been other stuff that have been missed out because of it, mm-hmm. because it's been yeah. included. But, that, but that's always the case. You know, it doesn't matter. There's always something going to be missing from the Oscars or whatever. So. Given that the Golden Globes felt a bit clunky, like, I wonder how, what, if they've learned anything from that and what they're going to do for the Oscars this year. I don't actually know who's hosting, do you? They haven't announced anything. They didn't have a no. host last year, did they? No, it was just people came on to do different categories. They might do the same yeah. again this year. I yeah. think they will, especially since it's going to be a sort of online format. I think it's in two venues or something that they're having it. Plus, obviously, it'll be there won't be very many people there in person. So No, 
What I did love about the Golden Globes was that some people obviously got dressed up as if they were on the red carpet. And then yeah. Jodie Foster was in her pyjamas and Jason Sudeikis looked like he'd spilled soup down his jumper. It was just like no effort was made whatsoever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like this idea. Aye, it's cracking. I mean, the Golden Globes are unbelievable. See, when you actually read about how it's set up and it's like less than 90 people and it's it's not even the whole of the US. They're all based in mm-hmm. uh, California. And mm-hmm. some of them aren't even full-time journalists. They're, they're very loosely classed as journalists. They, they, they don't oh, do very much at all, you know? Oh, I thought it was all like you had to be totally enmeshed in the industry. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know obviously there's been a controversy this year. You know, I think this is kind of their sort of Oscar so white moment this year. The Grammys is obviously experiencing the same thing. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, who the winners are and stuff like that. And it will be interesting seeing the actual execution of the event because from what I've seen of the Golden Globes, I mean, I know that, like laughs and stuff don't always translate at these events because some of them sitting there have a, a stick up their ass. But because yeah. there was just silence at the jokes, you were like, oh, did that land? Was that funny? Oh, it just it felt really clunky. It was weird. Yeah, it just it, it doesn't really work unless it's, it's, especially if you've got two people and they're trying to riff off each other. Ah, yeah. It, it feels very, very strange, but it's it's just one of these things these events are never that good they're never that funny anyway you know no. you get the occasional one if you get somebody like like Ricky Gervais for instance you just come around insulting people right from the start and it's like you know a room full of sort of A-list celebrities and you just can tour into them that's quite funny but yeah. after that when you get people actually coming on doing the awards and they're trying to do a wee bit and you're going no just just give out the awards just I know, and stick to the auto cue. Read what you've been told, and then fuck off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's totally what it is, isn't it? If you wanted to record, like on Sunday or something like that, and keep it. Yep. Okay. I'll say to Thomas, see what he says as well, because obviously you want you want the whole gang there. Yeah, until yeah. He, I he can't drink on Saturday for recording on Sunday morning. Oh no, no, it's, it's funnier <laughs> if he does actually. <laughs> He'll just be sweaty and uh, even more honest than he usually is, so he, he really will get himself cancelled this time. <laughs> yeah. Did you see his interview on YouTube? No, I haven't watched it yet, but he posted it, so I've, I've bookmarked it to sit and what Bookmarked it? How old do I sound? Jesus. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it the other day there. It's, it's good. It's really good. It comes across yeah, really no, Yeah, His stuff's amazing. He's getting a lot of traction for... His mm-hmm. books, so he's doing really well. So I, I, all power to him. He's, he's putting himself out there, which is it's not the easiest of things to do, you know. So, well, you know that yourself, you know. It's it's not something that you can just do. You have to work at it. Something that really takes an awful lot of work, you know. So the amount of hours he must have put into those novels, and the fact is, novels plural. I don't know how he does it, given that he is. He's working sort of every time he's. His schedule seems to be all over the place and he's always really busy with work, so I can't believe he's managed to mm-hmm. crank out two books, plus all the pod stuff that he does. And he does like his wrestling and his football chat as well. I'm like, do you ever sit down? <laughs> Just do right, and then He's doing courses as well. I know. Nice. And yet he must have free time because he watches like movies where there's 14... <laughs> In a series, like so, I don't know yeah. how he just does it. He must not sleep. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that Rosa's wedding. That sounds right up my street. That sounds amazing. Ah, uh, it's good. I uh, and I, I chose two sort of light-hearted 
or more oh, light-hearted no. sort of comedy films because there was any number of. Oh, I mean, I was I was looking through my notes of some of them that I saw. I mean, the first one was Poppy Fields, the the gay police officer in Poland. And, How uh, was that? It was all right. It was good. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. And then there was the Paul Styrene documentary, which was excellent. It was really good. That's on Sky Arts just now, actually. I saw it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I think the grimmest one I might have watched was that Father, which was the Serbian movie about the guy who got his kids taken off him. And as I said in the review, I thought this was set during like the war, like the uh -huh. Serbian war, because they had no running water. They lived in like a pile of bricks. There was no Wendy's, like, and there no boiler, no nothing. And then they were then he walked obviously to Belgrade, and I was like, oh my god, it's twenty twenty in this movie. What the fuck? Yeah. It was so it kind of reminded me of that, do you know that um the road with Figo Mortensen? Yes. Maybe no, heavy vibes of that. It was it was oh, an dear. endurance test. So no, no, there was some really cracking stuff. I'm trying to remember. Do you know what took me by surprise as well? That spring blossom, because I totally thought that was gonna be like pedoey. Yeah. But it was it was executed really well. And actually I think a lot of like women watching it can probably remember being that age and fancying someone a wee bit older. Like, it's not, not a Woody Allen movie, do you know what I mean? It's not creepy. It's quite sensitively done, and it's done from her perspective, so nothing ever feels, like, leery or... I was a bit sceptical going into it, but, again, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was... That film, American Badger, was pretty good as well. Kind of like that. It was, was, a, it was a, a hitman drama. It was a wee mm -hmm. bit sort of John Wicky in terms of the, the action, but it was a guy who was kind of struggling with the work that he was been told to do in terms of mm -hmm. the, the killing and stuff like that. And he went off book a wee bit as well in some of it. But it was pretty good. It was quite a low-key thing, but it was it was a it was a pretty good movie as well. And obviously it was the Killing Escobar one that I covered, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah, the actual official account, like the actual official movie account of that retweeted your reviews. So that's cracking. I know, I know, yeah. It's, it's nice when it happens, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it gives you a wee buzz. So I was like, oh, how exciting. Somebody's noticed that I have written a few sentences. <laughs> yeah, I know, it, it, it makes a difference, you know, because you're, you're putting, a bit, putting a bit of effort into it and stuff like that. And, you know, you're, yeah. you know, so it's always nice when somebody actually comes back to you and says oh yeah that was all right you know even if it's just i know it's like self-promotion and all that for them but yeah it's, it's always good yeah yeah no it was and i just felt like i honestly between like i but because i was still working obviously like i had, I had a two days off that was it i literally just was like watch a movie write the review watch a movie write the review and see when it all stopped i was like oh what am I going to do with my life now that I don't have these two tasks to do? Like, day in, day out. So, it was full on, that's for sure. Yeah, it can get a bit addictive, can't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. I was like, oh, I'm going to cover 20 films a week from now on because I was just like, I could take on the world.